0: The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: For that which can be proven, we are told, science holds the answers. For that which cannot be proven, we are told, religion holds the answers. What do these two categories have in common? They are both dogmatic. That having been said... When anyone speaks of the flat earth nowadays, seem utterly uneducated, imbecilic, or psychologically impaired. Or is it? Greetings to everyone around the world and a special welcome to all our new Veritas members. I'm your host, Mal Thambergas, thanking you for joining the Veritas family. And if you want to listen to tonight's full interview and hundreds of others, all you have to do is join the Veritas family by subscribing at VeritasRadio.com Don't delay. Subscribe today. And if you want to get in touch with me want to be a guest on this radio program or have a guest suggestion, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com I always love to hear from you. And before we begin, I wanted to let you know that this is a very impromptu interview without any preparation at all. The guests... We're invited at the last minute in order to cover for someone else. But I wanted to let you know that after listening to her talk, I decided to add a third segment that could have been divided into five additional parts because it's a five-hour piece of audio that's there for you as an addendum. When you listen to tonight's talk, you'll know why I added it. Tonight's interview happened all of a sudden when a guest was missing in action. I spoke to a friend, a veteran of this radio program. His name is David Weiss, who also brought somebody with him. Somebody that many of you know. David Weiss has the Flat Earth podcast and is also behind the YouTube channel, the ITRH that goes for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. And Jaron Campanella, he has Jaronism and without further ado, I'd like to introduce both of them. David Weiss and Jaron Campanella, welcome to Veritas.
0: How are you? I'm doing great, Mel. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor and a pleasure. Likewise. I agree. I
2: love it. Thank you so much for having me on, Mel.
0: Jaron,
1: my pleasure too. Why don't we start with Jaron because you've you've never been on Veritas. And again, I have nothing written down here. This is going to be a great conversation. Let's begin with you, uh, Jaron, your YouTube channel. Tell us about your journey that brought you to the flat earth and questioning NASA, space, the moon, etc.
2: Sure. Yeah, I, uh, about 2014, towards the end of that, um, was uh, kind of finishing looking through religion and realizing that there was a lot of deception there. And I then went over to science's side and I was ready to adopt that as my truth and started to look into some of the things uh, so that I could debate Christians and looked into evolution and looked into, uh, these various topics in space travel and just started seeing a lot of the same things I was seeing in religion. It seemed like, um, you know, foundations had to be adhered to. Um, but when you went looking for some of the evidence of those foundations, I was having a hard time finding it. So ultimately, uh, by the end of 2014 I was questioning the moon landings and, um, really looking into that and came to the conclusion that I thought that was a total hoax or a deception. Um, Uh, made for TV movie. And so from that point, I just said, okay, I'm just going to scratch everything, start from the very bottom and and work my way up with only things that I can prove for myself. And the, you know, the first place that you'll start there is, you know, where do I live? Where? What am I standing on? And my wife had actually said uh, a few weeks before that, you know, do you think there could the earth could be flat? And I told her, no, that's ridiculous. how do planes go around it? And, uh, you know, she's flown east and gone to Germany and I'd flown west and gone to the Philippines. So I said, no, the, the Earth is clearly a, a sphere. But within that next uh, month or so, I saw the azimuthal equidistant map for the first time. And it was like a light bulb went off because for the first time I realized that something I was so easily able to dismiss, uh, the idea of the Earth being flat because of the fact that planes go around it, just by being shown that map, I all of a sudden looked at it and said, oh, my goodness, planes can fly around a flat map. Um Above the top of it. So I looked at that map and immediately said, okay, I'm going to debunk this. This is ridiculous. Can't be true. And so I said, oh, well, north south circumnavigation isn't possible on this flat map um, and is possible on the globe. So let me just go see a couple instances of that and we'll be all set. And I went looking for that and saw that there's so few, um, you know, definitely you can count them on one hand. And the ones that you can count uh, include, you know, Freemasons, they include friends of the Queen, friends of Prince Charles. Um, people who have been uh, in court and admitted to fraud, like uh, faking accidents on uh, expeditions, things like that. So I quickly said, wait a second, how can we have billions of people who have circumnavigated East West, yet three or four Freemasons who have no- circumnavigated North South? So from that point on, which took me to the beginning of 2015, um, my wife told me, you have to make videos, you have to make videos. And I said, no, I don't, you know, I don't know how I'm you know, uncomfortable. I don't like to be on camera. So I um, just was looking for other people making videos. And sure enough, in February of that year, I saw the clues, which are the, I'm sure many people have heard of them, Flatter's Clues by Mark Sargent, Yep. And saw the way that he presented um, his information, which was basically showing images and just talking. And that kind of gave me the little boost I needed to say, I could do that. I could talk, show some images. So, you know, I just started with zero subscribers and made my first video and I remember being excited when I had 100 views. And uh, from there, it's just been continuing to speak out about what I see and what I'm discovering through research. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely been a major focus. You could say Flat Earth is the focus of the channel. It wasn't intended to be that way, um, but it certainly is kind of the uh, main focus of my research right now.
1: And, David, did you have a similar journey?
0: Uh absolutely. You know, I did the Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole conspiracy podcast for uh three years. And in at the beginning of the third year, I started getting uh messages from listeners saying, Hey, check out this flat earth stuff, emails, posts on our Facebook, and I would just delete them. There was to the point where people would repetitively send them to me and I would ban them from our social media. And then one day I was talking with um, a fellow researcher, Sophia Smallstorm, and we were talking about all the different deceptions that are going on in the world and how overwhelming it was. And at the end of the conversation, she says to me, she goes, you know, all I for all I know, the earth could be flat. And I'm like, what? What? You know, I had just banned a whole bunch of people from the from our social media so she, she sends me a video. Um, I believe it was the Flat Earth Clues. And then I said, all right, that's it. I'm going in to debunk this. This is ridiculous. And I spent two weeks digging in, looking to disprove it, just like Jaron said. And uh, everything I looked at, I could find a better explanation than the globe. And here I am. Now I know, you know where I stand and that we're not on a spinning ball. There's, men, there's many arguments or um, between different flat Earth researchers on the exact uh, shape, uh, not shape, the exact layout of the map. And that's okay because there's uh, discrepancies between globe maps. But we all know that we're not spinning on a ball flying through infinite space.
1: Before we begin, we discussed a few things offline. And to mention something interesting, Something I believe from the 1900s, a a woman I believe who was teaching heliocentrism. Explain what happened.
0: Sir, so well, there was an article that was found um, in April. It was printed in April of 1900 of a teacher. Uh, I don't. It wasn't a woman. I believe it was a male teacher. The woman was another story. I'll get to that. Who he was teaching heliocentrism and he was being. Um, prosecuted or, 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 reprimanded for teaching that we live on a spinning ball. So the changing, um, the, the opinion of people can only take a couple of generations, two generations, maybe three, you know, 20, you know, 20, 40, 60 years, and you can change it. I, I say within, you know, the next 30 years, building seven will never, never have existed. And, you know, the story of 9-11 will change um, to the official story as it fades away. So the when people say we've known the Earth has been round for 500 years, I don't believe that's true. I think it's been 100 years, maybe. How were they able to
1: change that? I mean, I understand right now would be easier right now because as we transition into uh, to digital media and digital uh, books, if you will, anybody can as you said let's say that building 7 only appears on digital books well it's very easy to just remove that from the equation but with so many books that's still in printed format aside from what the vatican probably has in its vaults you know perhaps they have a lot of this, a lot of this information uh, written in, in you know human skin somewhere there but how would how did they do that with so many printed books you think they just perched those
0: publications you know, you've heard of book burnings, where you know we're having the modern day book burning now with uh, the purging of YouTube from all of the the research videos done yeah. on many of the deceptions. There, my co-host Jay, Curious Jay from the Flat Earth Podcast, he was uh, somewhere in public and he was bored, and there was an old woman sitting next to him from Croatia, and he decided to hey, just throw a little flat Earth fact at her. And she looked at him and goes, of course, of course, the earth is flat. And he was taken back and he said to her, you do realize that the majority of the world thinks we live on a spinning globe. And she laughed and she says, that's absolutely ridiculous. We were taught that it was flat in school when I was a schoolgirl. And she didn't even know today that people believe we live on a spinning ball. She's heard of it and she just never paid any attention to it. I thought that was a fascinating story.
1: I'm, I'm thinking of, of some of the things that uh, people continue to say. For example, uh, some Greek personalities. Eratosthenes, he, he was a geographer, a poet, astronomer, a music instructor. You know, he may have accurately, quote-unquote, calculated the distance from the Earth to the sun and invented the leap day. Could it be that these personalities that we have here may have been altered?
2: I certainly think so. Um, When you look back at, you know, some of their writings, for instance, uh, Aristophanes or coming up with the circumference. Number one is he would have to assume that the Earth was a ball uh, in the first place. And then he would have to assume that the sun rays were hitting parallel, but also assume that the sun was an infinite distance away. And those things are just not even possible because at that time they thought that the sun went around the Earth and they would be smart enough to recognize that something an infinite distance away would not be able to move around the earth in 24 hours. So the whole thing is kind of a mess. But even if you look at people like uh, Hero, or I think he's also known as Huron, but he wrote, uh, he is also from Alexandria, where uh, Aristothenes was supposedly the librarian at the uh, the Great Library of Alexandria. And it was just uh, 100 years after uh, Aristothenes' time that Hero wrote. And in his books, he covered the same subjects of geography and um, math and, and things like that. But he never once mentions... Eratosthenes at all, which is a crazy thought that'd be like a, you know, a basketball player going to North Carolina and then playing for the Bulls and writing a book and never mentioning Michael Jordan throughout the whole thing. It's just not possible. It's going to be mentioned at some point in that conversation. So, um, to me, I I just don't think that those things are credible and you had asked, how do they change things? And really now we can, we can just look back, what a hundred years ago and realize how easy it would have been to tell the country, any news story they wanted, because, you know, people were riding horses back to Washington to find out what's the truth. And so at any point, they could have just um, flipped the switch on people and just started uh, whatever people believed in general. You could laugh at that and call it ridiculous and say, no, we've known that it's this and people would believe it. I mean, if there's one thing we've noticed, it's that uh, humans are very believing, very trusting and often are taken advantage of for that reason.
0: A new study shows is all you have to say in front of a sentence and people believe it. Uh, And when they go to children and adults and say, Oh, we've known this, excuse me for 500 years. um, They just believe it. And Oh, we've known it for 500 years. I'm not going to question it because I don't want to look like an idiot.
1: So it's peer pressure. It's the herd mentality. You know, many people say those people who believe in the flat earth are just nuts. Uh, You know, some people say great minds think alike. I always say great minds think for themselves. And for those people who continue to write to me saying, why are you touching this subject? Let me just say something really quickly here. Every single interview I do, I get praise and I get criticism. But nothing gives me more praise and criticism than this very topic. And one thing I've learned in my years of existence is that the more you try to please everyone, the least people you please. So I know I'm not pleasing everyone, but I have people who want to listen to Flights to the Moon. I do those shows or UFOs or or this and that. Flat Earth is another segment. This is a kaleidoscope, folks. And we have to just listen to what everybody has to say and keep an open mind. Because I hear a lot of my colleagues out there and I've been to some of those shows. And my goodness, they just ridicule anybody who discusses this. What is it? Why, why can't we just discuss it without always being criticized? Even before you read or you say the second
0: word, they're already telling you are crazy. It, I forget who said it, but they said, if you want to know who's controlling you, I'll find out who you can't Voltaire. talk about. That's a Voltaire, thank you. So... I just want to say to the people out there that are are laughing or rolling their eyes or unsubscribing that every flat earther has the same story. We were just like you. We said, I'm not looking. It's ridiculous. You're a moron. And I'm not even going to look. But something forces us to look. And when you look and you think and you see, there's no turning back. So I, I'm warning, I'm warning anybody that wants to debunk the Flat Earth, I'm going to do something um, that wasn't done to me. I'm warning you, if you look, there's no going back. It's like when Morpheus gave the red pill to the red pill, blue pill offering to Neo and he warned him. He said, if you take it, there's no going back. Well, that's how Flat Earth is. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you become a Flat Earther, you never you don't switch back.
2: Yeah, a lot of people give me a hard time. Why are you doing this? And how could you uh, keep talking about this subject? And it's, it's because I have to, because the research that I've done has shown me that this is a deception um, on the highest level. And I could never go back to just um, trusting men who tell me I'm spinning, but I'll never feel it that I'm flying through space, but I'll never realize it, that the sun is a million times the size of the earth, but I'll never witness that. Um, All these things are nothing more than words and mathematical equations that have no effect on my life. And once I realized that and realized, well, they could tell me anything. They could say I'm spinning at 7 billion miles per hour, and I wouldn't be allowed to say anything because I don't experience it. But they would just say, well, it's because the atmosphere is Velcroed to the Earth as it spins, and that's why you don't notice it. And the reason that the stars don't change is because they're so infinite distances away. I mean, anybody who thinks that when you look at stars, you're looking at suns 25 trillion miles away or further, simply is trusting the words of men. They're not trusting their experience. They're not trusting um, their observances. They're trusting men who are telling them that that is the case. And those men have never been there. They've never measured it with a tape measure. They've simply trusted the words that they've read in a book. And so really, it gets to the point where you're like, there is no proof of these things. And I think an interesting quote, JFK said that conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. And I feel like people are just conforming to what they were taught, what they were told, what they think everyone believes. And that is really uh, harnessing or or, you know, corralling our idea of freedom. And if we're going to grow and get uh, more advanced and to learn and and, uh, discover, well, then you need to be able to go outside the box sometimes and, and test the waters. And that's why they don't want people doing that. Because once you do go outside of this box and test the waters, you can never go back because you'll realize why they taught one thing as being extremely intelligent and why they taught another as being the most ridiculous belief of all time, because you start looking into it and you realize those roles are actually
0: switched. Mel help me out. Who said, give me a child from birth to age seven and I, th- I will rule them for life or something like that. Was it a, a Russian scientist? Um, Whoever it was, it was, give me a, you know, a child sure. in their formative years, and you can get them to become anything that you want. So when you're a baby, um, before you even go to school, you're watching Sesame Street. You're watching all of these shows and they're all globe indoctrination shows. And then when you go to kindergarten, teacher has a globe in the front of her room and says, this is where you live. And you're not allowed to question it. This is just the way it is. Every movie, every television show, uh, you know, global, global this, global that, global weather and, by the time you're old enough to think and question that's not even something you're willing to touch because it's indoctrinated it is a core belief that changing be really affects your ego because then you have to admit that you've been fooled and some people just can't do that thank you for listening to
3: unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats Downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more. Subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. To listen to the rest of the interview, you don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe you want to know.